Pipes and Mitch. G'day, everybody. Happy 2022. First one back for this year. Uh, first one back. Uh, I've been busy. I've been moving to a little place called Orange, getting out of Newcastle, going four hours west. And I swear, the further inland you go, the thicker the accents get. So a common morning here is, g'day, Mitch. How you going? And in Orange, it's, hey, yan. It's ridiculous. <laughs> and as always, we've got a reoccurring guest today. If you cast your minds back, I think it was to episode 40. I had the love doctor, Kim Dunlop, on. And uh, this week, it's going to be something a bit different. She's going to take the helm and ask me some questions. So it should be exciting. So we might kick things off with a bit of a bitchy with Mitchy and uh, just check in with Kim. Happy 2022. How are you today? I'm great, Mitch. I'm so happy to be here this morning to have a chat with you. <laughs> 2022 is going to be a big, big year for all of us. I hope so. I'm currently residing at my mum's house because I'm an absolute adult at life. I'm sitting on the side of my bed. There's no real good setup here. So if the audio is off a bit, guys, I'm sorry. But um, the party must go on, <laughs> as it were. We, 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 you sound great, Mitch. You sound it. good. <laughs> I, don't, I don't look great. You've got your radio voice on this morning. <laughs> got my radio head on too, I'll tell you. Um, so as always, I figured we'll have a chat about what's going to happen after this, but let's let's keep it consistent. I think everyone knows what section this is. Would you like to join me in having a bitchy with Mitchie this week? Uh, I would love to have a bitch. <laughs> you want to go first? Um, I'm happy for you to kick it off. But, oh, um... I've, uh, so the last, oh, over Christmas, over the last few months, I've been trying to get my life out of the dumpster fire and get set up doing something else. So just got a job at a gold mine out west and oh, wow. um, working on a project that's going to be constructing a big dam. So it should be interesting. And um, I guess having my bitch is just as seemingly hard it is to get set up in a place uh, with COVID and everything going around. So I'm at, I'll, my only choice at the moment is to go rent a room or someone, which is fine. But I've got to organise yeah. getting all my stuff inland. And it's just been a pain in the bum. But, uh, yeah, the bitch is um, just logistically it's a nightmare and it's just a ridiculous time to try and get set up in your own place, whether you're buying or renting or whatever. Uh, I looked at both avenues and uh, nothing seems to be happening much very quickly so yeah covid rental markets buying markets and just the absolute shitstorm that i've had to go through so that's my entering 2021 in an absolute shitstorm of moving and stuff how about you so what would be my bit um so i would probably say that um since we've come out of um like covid everyone seems to be sort of trying to get out and about a bit and um wanting to catch up for a drink and I'm trying to be good <laughs> and not drink. Um, so um, had so much fun over the Christmas period. So um, my bit is um, trying to um, be a bit more, um, you know, setting up um, more healthier boundaries for myself <laughs> so, <laughs> and trying to avoid um, listening to others going, come and have a drink. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's, it's not really a bitch, but, um, yeah, it's kind of the um, trying to... Um, yeah, not be influenced by others, you know, to go and have fun, too much fun. <laughs> yeah, I I um yeah, actually talking about drinking and stuff, I I actually had a case of gap just before Christmas Day and um my left foot blew up like an absolute balloon. I was in it's it hurts, man. And um so everyone's having their oyster their fresh oysters and cold beers on Christmas Day. Here's little Mitchy drinking orange juice and a ham sandwich and um oh. I was, no. the body absolutely <laughs> ripped me off, but oh, well, it's okay. We got through it. First of all, problem, but um, what do you do? Well, 
sometimes your sometimes your body tells you, and that's why I kind of went, oh, I need to do this. I need to do it. So um, as much as I want to be having fun and going and catching up with friends and having drinks, um, yeah, sometimes we uh, we need to kind of stop a little bit um, and listen to our bodies. So um, yeah, it's a it's a it's a tough one because um, we we get pulled into different directions. So, yeah. That's true. I'm I'm not going to give any healthy advice. It's coming from a guy who thinks a balanced meal is a family pizza washed down with a Diet Coke. So, <laughs> <laughs> Well, maybe that's another topic of conversation one morning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, gout-free Fridays, how good would that be? Um, so what is it that you wanted to go over today? So for those of you who cast your mind back, Kim is the love doctor. She helps those, uh, now correct me if I'm wrong here, but you help those find them best selves and to cr- prepare them for the dating world and, you give love advice, you're certified in the area. And from what I understand, you're here to ask me some questions today. Is that right? Yeah. So um, I think it's probably a very good topic to talk about, Mitch, on the dating game. And yes, you're absolutely right. Um, I'm very passionate about helping people go towards love um, and or looking for a partner in the dating world. And yes, it's it's something that keeps on coming up all the time. And I really wanted to crack into this today with really sort of talking about that with you personally on a personal level. And so we wanted to turn the tables today to you um, to be able to actually say, well, you know, finding the right partner in the dating world and how do you promote yourself or how do you practice the relationship that you want to be in Um, and where does that all start? And so I figured that this would be a really interesting topic for people um, to actually talk about. And at least, um, you know, if you're open to it, I'm happy to use you as my little um, protege this morning and, um, you know, really tap in to see whether or not you're actually ready to be, you know, in the dating world because it's tough. It, it really is, is tough. Little, uh, and- little Mitchie's uh, came for the little experiment. At the end of the day, I just want someone to look at me the way I look at chicken schnitzels. Honestly, that's, <laughs> that's that's the ultimate goal. So hit me with your rhythm stick. I'm, I'm keen to go. Chicken schnitzels. Okay, that's a that's an inch. That's um that's uh. <laughs> well, if you knew if you knew my affection for chicken schnitties, so my nickname's Midi, and and quite not commonly, it's always let's go for a midi? schnitty with Midi or Midi like sh- like Midi <laughs> as in with Schnitty with Midi, so but yeah, oh. I, and I love them things just a bit more than I love my Xbox, so it's great. Yeah, but I'm um, yeah. Jokes aside, let's see how I go. Um, if I'm ready or not, ready or yeah. not, here I come. And so I suppose that would probably be my opening question to you: is you know, are you ready to step into the dating world right now? No, because my life is a dumpster fire, okay. and and what I mean by that is. You know, I'm in between two houses. Um, I just started my first job uh, was done the first few days on site with this week. And if I'm realistic about it, all that I would be doing right now is if I match with someone, it'd be a short-term thing because who I can't offer the long-term thing, even though at, at the end of the day, I would, like that's what I want. At the moment, I know I'm not ready. So I'm not going to, when I go, when, when I go into the apps, I'm always going to be open and honest about that. So okay, to great. date long-term at the but moment, you know no. What? Yeah, but um, but you just said long term. What I want is a relationship. Yeah, when the and when so, the circumstances present themselves. Yeah. But then, what if I was to say to you, 
how do you, you know, how are you preparing yourself? What is the preparation in order to actually look at the long game? And so people are looking at the dating world as a short game or a short fix. Um, and I want to present to you this morning is really getting market ready. How can you be in the best possible state for your future partner? Well, how th- does that feel when you hear that? Like, how does asking, that feel? Are you asking me what my thoughts are on the matter or? Well, if you look at that, you know, how do you feel about getting market ready for your future partner? How does that feel, Mitch? Just hold that. Well, I think about that and it goes back to that old cliche. Um, how can I be happy or how can others be happy with me if I'm not happy in myself? And I think that okay. to, to take to take that long-term thing, you have to be healthy holistically, not just your physical well-being, but your mental health and your emotional health as well. Because uh, for me individually, like it is... I understand we all have baggage and we all have hang up. I get that, you know, but there is nothing to me personally. There's no bigger turnoff than say, if you go and meet someone for a coffee or a drink or whatever, and there's just so much hang up about the ex. And I just think, okay, we all have issues, but if it's, if it's just circled, the conversation circles around that one particular topic, then for me, it's a no, like it's an, it's a no deal from me. So Oh, no, you know I, what? I, That's such a great point. And I really want to tap into that, Mitch, because this whole conversation is around how we work through that. And what I want to highlight, Mitch, is you're identifying symptoms, right? And these are the parts that we need to start noticing. And I love the fact of how honest you are in bringing this to the table, which will help so many others who are in the dating game and actually looking for their future partner. And I love it. And I really want to acknowledge. So the symptoms which you feel are important are your mental, emotional, um, to be on your top game, would you say? Like to be in a really happy state with yourself. Yeah. Well, how would can you, you say that? I, yeah. How can I just said, I said it before. If you're in a mentally, you know, hurt state or if you're, you know, going battling something emotionally, it's not fair on yourself or others to drag others into your problems from the get-go like it's not fair like and i think if anyone's honest with themselves if you you can't present it's you know i'd say i use the metaphor the dating game is a lot like a job interview no one's going to hire someone who's you know saying the wrong things or you know goes there because they have to be there that you know you want to you have to want to be there so yeah if you get it if you at least get to a state where you can deal with the public and try and put a version of your best self forward i think at a minimum uh, that's that's what you have to do and no, because no one wants to piece together someone extremely broken. If they do, then they're probably broken themselves. And I just think that I, I'm attracted to people that are happier. You know, you release the endorphins, the pheromones come through, and it's laughter is addictive. And I always get people laughing, have a go at me, and it's great. Yeah. So, but laughter uh, can sometimes be hiding, Mitch, and laughter can sometimes be hiding. You know, the happy person within, right? Or you know, the sadness that we hold, right? And what I really love about what you're sharing is, you know, it's not fair on yourself or others, um, you know, if you're hurting from a past relationship. And these are really key steps in the process within the dating game. So I love the fact that you're bringing this to the table this morning because we're really going straight into it. Um, And if anyone's hearing this, um, it's such a key thing And I am on the same page as you. And so, you know, how do you deal with your state in order to actually present yourself um, in that way? You know, how do you know? 
And so do you know the answers to that? Because I've got some insights to kind of share with you around that. So how do you know when you're, in, you're able to present yourself? What is it, you, what are the things that you need to do or what are the skills that you need to apply in order to actually prepare yourself, say, for a date? Because do you know what, Mitch? We all deserve to have fun. And so whilst, you know, you might think, oh, no, you know, if I match with someone now, it's only going to be a short-term thing because I know myself, and this is your responsibility, you know, Mitch, where you, you get it. You're actually responsible about your own feelings and emotional state that you're looking and you're checking in with your baggage. And, yes, we all have baggage some way or another. It just depends on how we deal with that and how we process it. And it's through communicating with ourselves and being truly honest. And so I really love what you're saying. And I think it's the key to actually then being able to clear that to step forward. I feel like I am, no matter what I say, I won't get it 100% accurate. So I think one, honesty. Why do you you say that? Why do you say that? I don't know, because I just, I can only speak on my behalf. I don't know what the grand scheme of people should be doing, but. I think the I start- agree, but you're only ever speaking on behalf of you. But do you know what you're sharing, Mitch? Is what you're sharing to others a perspective that they can either listen to and actually hear and go, oh, that sounds great. I might actually use that. Or that's so different to the way I'm thinking. But you're owning your own strategy. So I, so I want to actually compliment you on that this is a dating strategy that you've been developing. So I actually want to commend you for all your hard work in terms of actually stepping out into the dating world. And so with this session today, I really want to support you um, to be able to actually get what you want and where you're at now and then where you want to be because that is the key thing because you know, it's it's so wonderful to be going out on dates. And I was actually on a um, panel discussion last night, Mitchy, and um, I felt like this other girl was like the mirror of me. Um, and in the dating game, and I wanted to share this with your viewers and you, I was focused. I was focused and going on dates all the time. And I was changing myself <clears throat> in the face of it. I was you know, looking at how I was feeling each time I went on a date. And if I was feeling a little bit like, oh, I'm a little bit tired today or I'm not really in the mood. And going back to your point, it's then looking at our state and how do we deal with that state? How do we change it? How do we talk to ourselves? Who can we talk to around that? These are the key things. Who can we have a chat to, to try and actually say, oh, look, I'm feeling like I'm thinking about my ex-girlfriend or I'm feeling a little bit down. These are the key things that we can talk about with other friends so then you don't actually bring it towards the date. Yeah, okay. Well, uh, I think, firstly, it's important to go be honest with yourself and go, okay, I've had a shit day, you know, I'm in a shit mood. Is it better to be honest with the person and go, "Mm, I can go along, but I'm just going to be a negative Nancy and then potentially, you know, negative mindset usually equates to a, 
a negative situation. So you got to ask yourself, am I ready for this yeah. today? Or do we just reschedule it for another time? Um, yep. Another thing you could do is ask your peers, ask your friends, ask those who know you the best. Say, this is the yeah. person I'm thinking of talking to, especially with women in the game. Uh, I've spoken to a couple of uh, sex workers and a sexologist, you know, and very important because if a date does go to the point of a hookup or whatever, um, you know, state your intentions, obviously, be honest. I think yeah. also, with especially it can be with women, um organize tell someone where you're going as well so you someone knows tell a friend that you're going to meet a guy at a bar or whatever and you know just so you can stay safe and i think also another thing you must do is read the room always 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 seek consent if it's going to go in that realm i think also what you can do for yourself is if you're struggling speak to an expert at the back end of last year i um I had a bad stint with anxiety and I took myself out of all equations because I um had a state of, I had a few panic attacks and I really struggled, you know, and only now with three or four months of bit of counseling and talking to my peers, I presented myself for a date on the Monday, just gone out in orange. And uh, yep. we had, we had some dinner and it went well. And uh, she seems like the kind of girl who knows what she wants. And it was nice. So another, another piece of advice that I would suggest is invest in yourself, you know, a lot of people out there aren't aware of things like love languages or a lot of people aren't aware of, you know, what's best for them. So invest in yourself, research yourself. There's tests out there you can do. There's people you can see like Kim who can show you, you know, how to improve your emotional intelligence and how to invest in yourself. And who knows? And by doing so, you'd be rewarded. And the more you know about yourself, the more of a realization you, you'll come to when it comes to uh, trying to pick a partner. So you know, I'd and say do, do great that, words of advice. Do all it's that really stuff. Really great and, words. Yeah. yeah. Let's just all remember that I'm Mitch Kelly and I'm I'm here every Friday. <laughs> <laughs> and and I really want to pick up on on the date that you went on. Um, and look, these are the topics that I talk about with people in the dating world, Mitch, and the initial attraction and what attracts you to a person. You know, what is your chemistry and you know, as you hear those words, Mitch, what comes to mind, you know, because this talks to, as you say, the research on yourself and everyone has a different attraction and what specifically attracts you to a person. And I'll share with you mine in a minute, but I want to hear what yours is. What is your initial attraction? Why did you feel that the date went really well on Monday? What was it about it? Was she just laughing at your jokes? <laughs> <laughs> laughing at me more like, no, well, I mean, you know, apart from the, you know, the physical chemistry. So, you know, those endorphins will either happen or they won't. That's a thing. But, you know, it, it, well, I've, got another, I've got another side to that. That's you know, cool. the physical side. Yeah, well, I'm, not, I'm not the uh, expert. That's why you're here today and help you with that. <laughs> but I think, so, you know, someone that can match your aesthetic, you know, after you know what you're involved yourself and then put together a list, you know, if there's a, you're not going to go after someone who can't, who can't um, satisfy your needs. Like you're not going to buy a car that's a street car and you have to travel vast distances to work. You're not going to, you know, meet someone who settle for, why would, why would you want to settle for someone who doesn't meet your needs? Like me personally, I love physically. I love someone with a nice set of eyes. I love someone who, likes a good laugh, good sense of humor, um, someone who's pretty easygoing, uh, someone who's empathetic and kind, someone who is ambitious and knows where they want to go career-wise, and someone who isn't afraid to, you know, have their own individuality because I lived by myself for five years and I know 
time to yourself is very important. So as long as there's not too much codependence, someone who can keep themselves entertained and, you know, at the same time is happy to see you when you do finally hang out. So, you know, all those things said and done, someone kind, trusting, loyal, good sense of humor, empathetic, a great set of eyes. And, um, yeah, someone who some, like, looks after themselves, I like to go to the gym a couple of days a week. I, I like to lift weights and mentally I like to do this. This this feeds the habit and <laughs> see friends and stuff in between. So someone who, who has it together essentially and yeah. – if, if they have a creative outlet like this girl does and then that helps too so i think yeah someone who matches your aesthetic and who just understands and if they know their love languages too and actually another big thing for me i need a good communicator and my love languages are communication words of affirmation and physical touch and if they happen and to know theirs too that's great yep so those three are seemingly the biggest ones for me but um yeah that's that's the kind of girl i would go for if that answers your question or not yeah, and look, Mitch, I think that I really want to acknowledge that um, you have been doing a lot of work um, around yourself. You've always been a really great communicator. You're someone fun to be around. And um, I think what you touched on before, which I think is really important for people to really work out for themselves, their love languages, you know, communication, words of affirmation and touch are three key things for you in the dating world and, you know, in finding the right partner for you in, you know, finding that search. And what I loved as well is, as you said, writing down a bit of a list. And I know a lot of guys um, and girls, maybe uh, I've come across it more with guys, but they get really upset that girls might actually have a list. Um, but when I say it, when I talk about a list, it's developing your ideal partner and whether it's in your head or just writing it down and just having that checkpoint to really then start to understand more about the situation, more about yourself and really seeing if that person actually lines up and talking about it. Um, and I think that's the biggest challenge for people um, is drawing in someone that has those qualities. And one of the key things that I think with finding the right partner, and I love, um, you know, how you said the physical side, you know, matching the aesthetics, Mitch, and then having this list, um, that is the initial attraction. Um, and if you look at the dating apps, we start to build a story through the images. So if you look at online, you've got images and then you've got the words, which is the communication, which then connects that feeling and going, oh, those words um, sound like, you know, very similar to what I'm looking for. And that's where the connection comes. So it really ties into your love language, Mitch, by seeing the visual photos, then the building of the story with the words and going, okay, this looks really good. And I don't know what your dating strategy is, but generally what I hear is some people then have a conversation over the phone or sometimes go straight to a date. My preference was always to have a conversation with someone over the phone. Um, so creating that dating strategy um, by looking at those components within, um, you know, the apps, the photos, which is the physical, the words, which tie in the picture, um, and then the conversation, which then connects the auditory. And so we're kind of getting all of our senses activated through this, this process. And Mitch, if I was to say to you and, you know, ask you, 
you know, do you think your um, dating app profile is spot on? Actually, and I kind you, of as you said that, yeah. I literally just sent that to you. Um, yeah. So one of the dating apps, I actually great and one think like I I couldn't have scripted that better. So <laughs> on your in your inbox uh, on Facebook, I just sent you. I've oh, used right. every on Tinder. I used every character I could and got as many points out as I could. I yep. listed my love languages. I'm a creative. Some of my likes and uh, I touched on um, some of the traits that I go after in someone. And and yeah, like so, you, you know, on Tinder you only get a limited amount of characters. But basically, as you said, you, you're portraying a story. You want to try and capture someone's uh, attention as quick as possible. So I just put down there the stuff I'm into and what I'm like. Like uh, there isn't, there's very limited space to work with, but I don't know if you want to have a look at that at a later point or something. Oh, um, like, I'm actually looking at it right now. And so, I think it'd be great to kind of really read it out, Mitch. Just okay, read it, it out to the audience. You want me to read it out um, or you, you want me to read it yeah, out? Yeah, I okay. want you to read it out because <laughs> the, the great thing about this, and this is what I get for people to do is read it out loud to yourself. And so you're doing this on live radio on Friday morning and um, this will see whether or not you feel that you're connected with this. So I then want to ask you, once you've read this out, Mitch, what is your connection and is there anything missing that we could add which okay. really talks to who you are, okay? Okay, so on mine, I've, uh, it said, I've used every character I could. Hey there, nice guy here. And up the top it says some of my likes are working out. Comedy, I'm a world traveler, I like sports and craft beer. I like creating stuff. I'm lucky enough to know my love languages, and that's communication, affection, words of affirmation. I'm an NRL tragic, I'm a wedding and events MC, quite spiritual, I'm a pop culture nerd, you know, self you know, self-imposed nerd. I love to travel. I run a podcast and I said over met Turk and JDF Scrubs, humble brag. I love powerlifting, nice craft beer, nerd for a story, and I then I'll post some of my loves. And then the second part of that is um, I talk about a girl I'm after. So, you know, it says kind of looking for a partner who's ambitious, kind, empathetic, easygoing, and someone who loves to have a good time. So, yeah, I ran out of space after that, but um, that's basically what's on there and my Tinder at the moment. Okay. So, yeah, because I couldn't see the bottom bit. So, uh, part, part, so you said I'm looking for a girl. Say that again. I'm looking for a girl. Oh, I just said I'm looking for a girl who, you know, and as just I just described the traits I was into before and, and I ran out of space. Which was like, re- oh, she's con- I'm looking Can for someone who's ambitious, kind, empathetic, and someone who preferably knows their love languages. And then I ran out of space. So okay. So how do you feel about that? Do you think that that is really pointing out and promoting what you are wanting in a partner, or has it been falling short of the partners that you've been calling in? And what I say about this is, you know. When you identify what you don't want and you know what you do want, are you being clear on that with projecting that on this piece? Is there anything more that you feel that you want to write in that profile? Because this is our responsibility. In order for us to actually draw in the partner of our dreams, we need to communicate better Um you know, really promote ourselves. So do you think that you are promoting yourself in that profile? Do you think that kind of talks to all of you? Well, I guess it's it's kind of a hard one because I could easily say more, but you're only allowed to have X amount of characters in that area. For what for what I've uh, I've done research into like the best way to lay out Tinder profiles and generally the common consensus is like I do, I do one line like going down uh, like it is. So I do one line end of the next and the next they say that that's the best way to present yourself a lot of people use emojis 
to do that as well. So you might have likes, emoji, someone snowboarding. I like snowboarding. Emoji number two, something food. My favorite is Italian cuisine. So I think based on the limited character characters I was able to use, I didn't do too badly. Um, could I? Yeah, you can always improve. You can, if, if you're out there saying, I couldn't possibly improve, and you're not human, we can always improve. So, yeah, there are definitely more things I'd like to put in, but I think yeah. that I've got so to have a play that. around with it. Have a play around. And do you know what? I want to say to you and the viewers, Mitch, there's no right or wrong, right? There's, it's like, how do you, you know, are you actually finding the dates that you are searching for? And this is the key thing. How are you feeling each time you go on a date? Um, you know, and and with having that pitch, because it is a pitch. This is your sales pitch. Um, and this is the pitch of you. So it's Mitch, really just... Mitchie's pitchy. <laughs> exactly. And so maybe, Mitch, it's having that little bit more, you know, put putting on that. So I would take out, hey, there, nice guy. This is Mitchie's pitchy, you know. Um, I'm a really funny guy because... Um, that doesn't actually jump out at me and you're a really funny guy. And so if laughter is the key to you, Mitch, I would be looking at your um, profile and going, how can I make it a little bit more funny? Because it then creates that connection. And I've seen some really funny profiles, which I have laughed my head off. And so there's an opportunity for you to kind of look at that and go, okay, there's Kim's Kim could have a good point. I might take that into consideration, but that's your choice. And the reason I say it's your choice, it's like going, okay, how am I coming across? Am I finding other girls that are funny? And, and you know, creating your little funny, pitchy, you know, mitchy bitchy, I have a mitchy bitchy, you know, podcast, putting in those specifics, you know, uh, and because I love that about you. And that is who you are. That's the expression of who you are. And I don't think that people do that enough, Mitch, is sharing the expression of who you are. And a lot of people get attached to the label of who they are. You know, I work in construction or I work in the mines. And you and I both know, Mitch, that there's so much more to a person and there's so much more expression to a person that it's actually working that out. And as you say, like really getting in touch with yourself. I'm going to quote one of the greatest cartoons ever made. Like a transformer, there's more than meets the eye. <laughs> yeah, I love it. See, look, it's made you think because we're having a conversation and I'm hoping that that will spark something with your viewers as well this morning is having a conversation can change the state of where you're at. And I put this quote up on my Instagram, the art of conversation can change the state um, of a person. And so even this conversation this morning, um, you know, having this, you know, topic, me focusing on you and really where you want to be and exploring, you know, for you to actually be in a position, you know, long term of, you know, what you want. Um, I'm hoping that you're going to say to me as well that, oh, Kim, I'm going to go start writing my list of what I want and then checking that, you know, but it's kind of a subtle thing. It's not something you need to share with others, but it's I used to write it down and I wrote it down many years ago. And I'd always do a little check. And sometimes part of the list changes where you go, this person actually matches a lot of my qualities. They're different from this particular point that I wrote down. 
However, I'm actually seeing them in a different light and I'm understanding who they are and they do things a little bit differently. So it's really then relaxing that for ourselves um, and bringing in someone who matches you on their words and values, but also on their actions. I agree with you, but there's a point I would add to that as well. Like, yes, you want someone who's going to be compatible with you in all those ways. Yeah, great. That's awesome. But also at the same time, just because, you know, someone might do something a little differently, it's not the end of the world. And at, at that time too, this is why I use the I use the expression, I would like someone empathetic because I like to view people and I use the metaphor like an iceberg. So you rock up on a date, you can only see what's on the surface. They get there, yep. they're feeling a bit down. You don't know if they've buried their loved one or had their dog put down or had a fight with a friend. You just don't know. So... I think when it comes to actually presenting yourself at the time or even a like a voice chat or a video call, or whatever, if you want to break the ice first, um, for me, I fall pretty quickly. So I just, I'm not sure I go straight in and have a coffee if I can. A lot of people are more reserved and that's fine. But I think, yeah, if you actually display the empathy or for me, I do, because that's something I'd like to go for. And just, I think if you're going to have an open mind, definitely know what you want because you don't want to waste yours or their time. But at the same time, just read the room and because they might not be there for their, they might not be showing their best selves at the time too. So you don't know. So be patient, show some empathy. And additionally, just see whether, you know, they're there for a reason too. So they've rocked up, they've made the effort. So at least have a coffee with them and see how it goes, I reckon. Yeah. And I think that's a really great thing is knowing what you want, um, giving them the time. And um, this came up in conversation on this panel discussion we had last night about relationships. And it was really, really relevant. Um, and it's really, you know, um, when we are focused and I was very focused in the dating world, um, you know, on going out on dates. I, you know, went out on a lot of dates because I was very open. I was open to meeting new people. Um, at the end of the day, we kind of put a lot of pressure on ourselves. And I don't know whether you're the same, Mitch, um, or any of the viewers. We put pressure on ourselves in finding that right partner. And if we do relax that a little bit and actually take that pressure off ourselves to actually say, I could potentially be meeting a friend, uh, a potential friend, um, and meeting someone and hearing a different conversation. Um, and what I find, and I know you wouldn't struggle with this, Mitch, but, um, you know, a lot of people struggle to actually get the conversation going. How do you strike up a conversation some people find it easy. And whereas, Mitch, you would look at yourself, you would find that very easy to actually strike up a conversation where, the, where others would feel awkward and going, what are the questions I need to ask? So it's really then going back to ourselves and going, how are you preparing yourself? You know, how do you create conversation? Well, it's something that you can actually practice and it's a skill. And I know that sounds really um, odd, but it is actually a skill. Um, how do you expand a conversation? How do you become vulnerable in the face of someone else? And it's sharing who you are. And I know um, a lot of people tend to go into dating <clears throat> and they're not sharing. They're not sharing or they're not promoting because they haven't explored themselves. They haven't explored themselves. So therefore, there's a sense of closeness. And that's okay. But if you're not open to new information, you potentially may not be shifting and may not be actually going towards the right partner 
because you're not necessarily open. Whereas Mitch, you're open. You're open to going out in the dating world. You went out on a date, you've just moved. And whilst you said, you know, it was, um, you know, it's been a, a, you know, a tough time moving, you still put yourself out there. So you're putting yourself out there. You're promoting yourself. You're exploring your sense of self and you're gaining a stronger understanding of yourself you're understanding your personality you're understanding your beliefs your values and how you operate and then we can look at the self-sabotaging and the reasons for pushing a partner away and why we then start to discount someone um but it's really then that's another layer isn't it in itself <laughs> well you're exactly right on in at um, uh, you know, when it comes to people who are self-saboteurs. So I will be honest, growing up as a kid, I was an extremely awkward, anxious kid. And I was that way inclined that if I had a, an argument with someone, even though, like I, you know, some other kid could have stolen my bag, even though I was the victim, I'd still feel guilty because I wasn't a confident kid. I was a little anxious, blonde, mopped idiot. And only through like uh, my confidence came sort of late high school. And I've always been able to talk to people, but, um, you know, for the longest time I would self-sabotage myself. And as a, even as a young adult, when I started the dating game, um, I had, I was young, inexperienced, naive, as I'm sure as most people in their early twenties are, um, you know, and now I'm in my early thirties, like the power of hindsight is 2020 and stuff. But, you know, after speaking to the guests, some of the guests I've had on the podcast, you know, you diversify your range of people who are involved in the love world, whether it's you know, entertainers or sexologists or dating experts such as yourself, you know, by introducing yourself to different people and in an age where information is accessible, you know, I think it's important to invest in yourself and it'll, that'll show. So I'll give you an example. We chatted about, I would say six months ago for the first time, I think it was. Yeah. Well, and it, about that. in that time I've gone down this, um, like you listen back to that episode, you come back to here and you can feel like I can feel in myself the transcension. I don't know if that's a word or not. Of just how much I've grown. Transformation. Transformation. Yeah, I know. And and like you can just, you know, I listened back to it on the way home yesterday, and I'm very proud of like how far I've come in terms of that because it's helped me grow, like, and it's helped me know how to present myself. So I know these days I'm a bit heavier than I used to be, but that's because I've been weightlifting and stuff and. Not a lot of girls go for the whole rugby league body type, like the nuggety sort of sort of shape. But what helps with that is, you know, a lot of some girls like personality, some like looks, and that's fine. Everyone has their own aesthetic. But for me, I've got the gift of comedy, I suppose. I'm pretty good at making people laugh. If not, I'm very good at making people feel sorry for me. Either way, I'll keep rolling with it. But and, Well, I love that because you could say I'm a football nugget, but I've got the gift of comedy, and you can put that on your profile. I'm a funny... <laughs> I'm a, I'm, a, I'm like that, you know. You, you buy a six pack of nuggets from Macca's. I'm like that goofy looking seventh one. You're like, oh. <laughs> See, that's the stuff, Mitch, that people will fall in love with because you're starting to fall in love with yourself. And this is what I love, Mitch. I really do. I think that your growth and transformation has been profound. You don't realize the work that you have, but you have just acknowledged it and I love it that you actually acknowledged it to yourself you said I'm proud of how far I've come do you know how vulnerable that is to actually share that piece oh, like it's, it really, it's, it's scary as it shit takes a brave like, person but exactly. like for me it might be a bad example because most of my life is out there in the cosmos right now um but 
you know, just for the average, oh, I would say the pers- people who aren't as extroverted as I am, because um, obviously I do podcasts out there, but, um, you know, it can be quite challenging. There are some things I will never reveal on this. Um, and to, I, I don't open up much about my childhood because, you know, there are some things there that I'd rather keep to myself. But um, if you had have spoken to me this time about five years ago, there is no way in heck I would have been as open as I am. Um, I've shared some stories that have led to nothing but heartbreak. But yeah, like that, the more exposure you have to something, the more it becomes routine. So for this, for me, like chatting about myself, like let's face it, the person who loves the sound of Mitch's voice the most is definitely Mitch. And um, <laughs> and you see, you, when you when it becomes normal, when it when it feels like for me, I've been on that many like coffee dates. It would probably be in the five hundred, five or six hundreds at this point. And at, there was at some point I was like thinking, oh, that's disgusting. But I'm proud of that. Like after speaking to uh, Emily Duncan, she's the sexologist. Uh, we spoke about numbers of people that we had been with and I said mine, she said hers. And she said, you should be proud of that. You know, at, at, at a point there it was, oh, kind of, it's a bit high, but she's like, no, embrace that. It formed you who you are. And, you know, I'm proud of, you know, these days I'm proud of that. So t- there is the potential to turn a positive into a negative uh, a negative into a positive rather and you know at the end of the day whilst you're here on this earth you hear me say it every every uh episode like what have you got to lose you know if there's a pretty girl a guy at the bar and you were the only one who's with yourself 24 hours a day you were the only one who takes your thoughts to bed so you, you could be going oh, oh i should have said a lot of that person or oh, i should have bought that car whatever then take some steps even if it's a small victory so what i do is i have a whiteboard here and i put down what i want to achieve for a day or the week and if you can at least take steps into approaching that then you'll feel better and then do a task each day make your bed or whatever which i haven't done yet so but uh, yeah i think just if you can take that risk plan ahead and ultimately the more satisfaction you'll feel in doing a task the more confident you'll be then you'll be able to approach that person or whatever see that was a tangent wasn't it No, I think that's good because, um, you know, when you say, you know, you're losing something, um, I would then look at that as well again and strip it back and say, well, you know, you're acknowledging and you're accepting where you are at. So you're actually bringing that new information, which is coming to you and like, you know, with the sexologist and identifying with the number. And there was something within that for you that you felt that number was quite high. Um and that you potentially weren't proud of or you were embarrassed about. And she was just saying, just own that and just be proud of that. And I really like that um, because those are the pieces that will support us in our growth, in the transformation. And what it sounds like, Mitch, is as you pointed out before, you're an anxious kid when you're little. You became a victim and, you know, you weren't a confident kid. But then with the information that was coming and how you're processing stuff, which is our past, um, you have then stepped into this confident, you know, extrovert guy who's really, really funny and who's connecting with himself and connecting with others. And I'm really proud to actually, you know, know you and I'm proud to be, you know, talking on this podcast this morning. It's an amazing topic. It's, it's not something that people have been practicing for a long time. I've been practicing this for a long time, which culturally most people, um, you know, 
it's it's frightening to share your feelings it's frightening to put yourself out there because you don't know whether or not it's a safe space for you to actually become vulnerable so it's then building that confidence within yourself and knowing that if that other person wasn't to create that safe space or wasn't able to support you emotionally when you're showing your vulnerability then that is the key message that maybe they are not the person that you want to actually spend your time with or your heart beats with and so these are the key questions and it's starting to observe ourselves and getting really clear on what we want and you know whilst it might sound like a, a you know a serious topic I know um, you know it can get a bit serious in the dating world but we can have fun and so we can be on the fun choo-choo train and going out and having fun and having those fun playful conversations and then it's the, the flip as well, the balance of actually bringing in a little bit of um, seriousness, but it doesn't have to be serious. It's just more about stating your intentions. What are your core needs? Well, Mitch, you know, you're a touchy guy. I mean, I go on dates, Mitch, and I touch guys on the, you know, on the um, elbow or on the arm. And so I'm a touchy person. So you'll get your feedback through a girl if she's engaged with you and she's touching you because she's connecting with you so there's your cue points to go okay this other girl's a touchy person as well I really like that um, because that might be her love language and that's where you're drawing that in um, and then the communication it's whether or not she's bouncing off like you and I have been bouncing off this morning we've been going back and forth um, you know through the communication and then the words of affirmation, me sharing with you and you sharing to yourself that you're proud of, you know, how far you've come. And I'm really proud to have known you and know you uh, for this very short time. And uh, I can tell a massive difference as well, Mitch. Pretty bloody good, aren't I? <laughs> but, um, <laughs> Thank you for the kind words. No, and look, I, I've got a bit of a... Um, um, how should I say, um, a, a question which will kind of like take you off um, kilter a little bit. And, and this will be an interesting one for the viewers as well. Um, and I brought this up last night and um, I said, would you have a relationship with yourself? And what is your chemistry with yourself? I'd date me for sure. Yeah. Because, yeah, because I'm a fucking legend. <laughs> yeah. So I would, I would because. So, yeah. And so I just hold that and, and then I want you to share this part. So, would you be comfortable in writing down the qualities of who you are? Because if you were dating you and you were promoting you, I would love you to do an exercise and I'm going to challenge you for the next week to actually do this exercise and I will check in with you next Friday um, to write down the qualities of dating you. What are the qualities? And then you can actually do a really good peer review and going, well, because there might be things that come up and go, okay, I haven't made my bed this morning. Is that something I need to tidy up? Um, you know, or is it because I've just been on the phone call and I was so excited to get on the phone call with Kim that I forgot to make my bed and I needed my coffee. <laughs> And so, you know, those little things we can tweak. And so it's then really doing a peer review and looking into ourselves and going, okay, if I'm dating myself, do I love how I'm turning up? That's right. Um, and also at the same time, if you're that confident in yourself, I will honestly, so for the last, I don't know, 
back end of last year and early this year. I walked into there. The instant I made a smile, I thought to myself, she doesn't have a chance. Um, so there's a difference between <laughs> Why do you that. say that? Tell me what, why do you say that? Because she doesn't have a chance. There's a difference between arrogance and confidence. And if you can see in yourself, I thought I'm so in here. I could just tell. Um, she's smiling. <laughs> she's she's positively engaging. She, um, I, 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 I have this little thing. I, I said to her, just finally, as we were texting before, and I said, I like girls wearing skirts. This is something I'm attracted to. And I noticed she wore one. I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And it's like, I love it. And I bought her some dinner and we're having a chat. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I could just, the back of my mind, I'm like, this is a nice girl. And the next time I'm back out there, so I'm back in Newcastle at the moment. And when I'm back out there again, she's keen to hang again. So I just, I just knew. I'm like, I'm so in here. <laughs> but but I, I suppose I want to point out, were you in a really good state before you turned up? Well, yes, because, yes because state? I was. Did you have because, to change your state? Like no, that's what I really want curious about for the viewers as no, well. Because really I prepared, important. I prepared, as we spoke a bit before, I prepared myself and I got through the harder moments of the back end of last year. I'm not someone like, I. okay, I have been on, I have met a lot of different types of women. As I said, it's probably in the five to six hundreds of Tinder dates I've had. Like you've got you've got those who catfish you. You've got those who are more interested yeah. in their ex. You've got those who are that self-absorbed. You've got those that are that don't give a shit about anything else. And you've got like so you know. And over the years, you learn how to filter out all that garbage, and you don't waste your time. Whereas back in the day, I'll just go and meet them straight away. So yeah. you refine your process. You go okay let's maybe chat on the phone or let's do a FaceTime. And then, you know, if the conversation rolls for a little bit there, then it's a better chance. So it's whilst you're going along, you find a better filtration system, I'll call it. And mm. in by doing so, you know, cause time is precious and why waste it? And if you've meet someone who seems to be, you know, okay, well, she just, this girl seems all right. Then, yeah. then you go from there. So. Oh, and I think those are so critical and so important is having those conversations. And I love that you've created your own strategy and it's really just taking ownership of that and being proud of that, looking at your profiles, you know, testing your strategy within the marketplace. Like, you know, you're being cheeky by saying, Oh, I love girls with skirts. You know, I love that. Um, Girls like that interaction, a man who's able to hold a conversation. And I think that's where, Mitch, you are kind of ahead of the game, ahead of the game in the sense of, you know, I feel like people haven't connected with themselves. And whilst this is a generalisation, um, I feel like people have lost the art of having a conversation. And it does take practice. And I'll be honest, it does actually take practice. And if you're not practising by promoting yourself or exploring who you are, then how can you share who you are to others? That's right, because no one's going to do it for you. So I should do like a public service announcement. Hi, I'm Mitch Kelly, and you might have seen me. <laughs> yeah. Why date me? Here's why. Boom, 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 boom. That's exactly <laughs> how you should do it, I think. Yeah, but like exactly. But why don't you try that? Like try that out and, um, and see how that goes because, you know, I, I, it's you just becoming authentically, you know, connected to yourself. Like it really is. And yes, people might label and go, oh, he's a wanker or, you know, um, he's arrogant. There's no such thing. What right? I call, what, so people that, so one thing I've dealt with my entire life is people who get one side of the story and they make assumptions based on their own knowledge base 
So I, I don't know. I, I walk into a room. I'm generally, what would you call it? A greater personality than some, I suppose. I don't know. Was I present myself out there? I don't know. And people that have that small minded, you're a wanker. Okay, cool. Best of luck to your champion. Guess what you're doing when you get home later? Exactly the same thing. Like, and that's fine. People can hate. That's, that's all right. But those, yeah, I, but those that are that small minded, those that tarnish me with the, with the name wanker, even before knowing me, they're not the kinds of people I want to get to know. And that's, that's fine. Exactly if you want to have that small minded mentality based on your own very, very, very small and slim knowledge base, then that's cool. I'll lose no sleep not knowing you. That's fine. And mm-hmm. I would just rather, yeah, as I said, pair with people and talk to people who match my aesthetic and make them giggle because that's what I'm good at. Um, exactly. So, and yeah, look, I, I can be a wanker sometimes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we all can be. <laughs> That's exactly right. But, like, I don't say that others are wankers. I mean, I joke around and say I've got some friend who are wankers, but I said I'm a wanker and I love the wankers. So I have a love because I don't have any attachment to the word. It's just a word. And (laughs) and it might be different for me. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I know. It's a word and it's an expression and it's it's like arrogance or... You know, they're full of themselves. It's the same thing. Um, and it look, it's something that you can play around with, but it's really someone else's words. And so I always go, oh, what do you mean by that? Can you tell me when you say that that person is full of themselves? Oh, well, they're all dressed up and they look amazing. Oh, okay, so what's wrong with that? So what is it about that person that you like? What is it that you want to go towards? Because generally you know, we're highlighting someone that we see qualities that we potentially want. And so I love to share this with people. And I know it sounds confusing, but um, it's really like, what is it you're identifying within that person? And if it's something that you can't do because it's lack of confidence, then it's just acknowledging that for yourself and going, I really would like to do that. But why are we putting others down in order to actually make ourselves feel good? And that's what I find, you know, I love to kind of get in and really understand what that means for people because, you know, why aren't we lifting people up? Why aren't we lifting ourselves up? And that's probably one of the things I want to really finish on is we really need to start lifting ourselves up. We need to start looking at ourselves and going, where do you want to be? You know, tailoring our, tailoring our own dating strategy, checking with your friends, but you're tailoring your own strategy, Mitch. You're building on this model and you're communicating and actually monitoring it and going, okay, I'm checking in, you know, with people like Kim. Um, you know, I'm checking in with my friends. I'm talking to others. And you're getting clear on what you want and you're getting clear on what you're actually projecting in the dating world, which is absolutely incredible, Mitch. Yeah. And I've had, I've actually over the years have done some experiments and had the profile changes. You know, sometimes I go for a joking one. Sometimes I go, well, serious, like I currently do. And you know, you, you do attract different kinds of people. So started last year, I was rating myself as a bit of a funny, funny guy and my, my profile said this, I identify as a microwave meal. I'm done in less than three minutes. I always <laughs> look better on the outside, but you know, I'm always ready to go. <laughs> and that, that was attracting in like very people with awesome senses of humor and stuff like that. But it was a shallow profile and you got shallow 
uh, matches. So, you know, I think in the best, the most success I'm having is being honest and doing all that stuff. So, yeah. So uh, being honest, showing a bit of your feelings. And so maybe looking at your profile again and putting that out there and seeing what else that brings, because you're getting a little bit, you know, more in touch with yourself and getting a little bit deeper. I mean, Mitch, we can all have sex. Everyone knows how to have sex. Yeah, yeah. And that's the physical part, right? <laughs> that's the physical part. So what's the emotional? So you've got the body, mind and emotion. And so what are the other two? What work are you doing on the other two? And I know you have done some incredible work. And so it's really, you know, for the other viewers to see whether or not they want to explore that for themselves. Well, um, well you know, um, and it's really individual, as you, you and I both know. It's very individual. So, yeah, I think for those of you out there, um, do a checklist. Check in with yourself first and, um, you know, before you put yourself out there, do some research, present the best form of yourself and try some different strategies to see what works for you. So, Kim, might wrap things up there. If people want to get in contact with you, so Kim is an accredited professional in this stance and Kim can help you if you want some advice or guidance or whatever, where can they find you? How can they get in contact with you? And uh, so you, what? Are, where can they find you? So if you were to go to um, www.thedatingdoctor.com.au and on there um, I'd offer any of the viewers who are listening to this podcast, you know, 15 minutes of my time just to have a chat to kind of understand where you are at. I know everyone has got a different dating, um, you know, situation and so it's very individual. And whilst Mitch and I have talked about Mitch's experiences this morning, um, and his dating strategy, um, there's definitely ways to kind of create those, you know, for yourself. And so, yeah, I'd be happy to have a chat with anyone um, who reaches out. So, yeah, um, love doing this work. And, yeah, it's amazing. And you can find love. And I found love in COVID, and it is entirely possible. It's just about our mindsets and, you know, understanding why others are getting the partners and why you're not because you may not be putting yourself first or you may be coming across online differently to who you are or you might be feeling awkward and need to build confidence so, so yeah happy to have a chat um to see how i could help do it guys check it out also i'll keep links to your instagram and your socials too but thanks for coming back on thanks for being the first guest of this year and uh have a great day and i'm off to the gym after i have a good old breakfast so thanks for ever, ever, thanks for listening, everybody. As always, check us out on the socials, uh, Facebook, Insta. I have Twitter and TikTok now, Life's Mitch Pod. Um, anyways, so have a good day, everybody, and thanks for coming on, Kim, and I'll see you all in the next one. Bye for now.